And now, it's time once again for the show that gives glorious voice to 25 million business owners across the fruited plain. Radio Free Enterprise with Frank Felker. Thank you, Dude Walker. Yes, indeed, I am Frank Felker. Welcome back to Radio Free Enterprise. My guest today is James Hamilton Healy. James is a publishing consultant and a podcast producer in Bozeman, Montana. James, welcome to the program. Thanks, Frank. Good to be here. I'm very glad to have you. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff that has to do with why and how to start a podcast. And we'll get to how, because that's a little more blocking and tackling and a little more uh, tedious. But let's start with why. I know you work with a lot of individuals, business owners, coaches and consultants to create a podcast from scratch. It takes a lot of time for somebody to do that. There's some money investment, not really that much considering the reach you can get from it. But let's talk about why. Why should a business owner or professional consider investing the time and money into starting their own podcast? That's a great question. And there are a lot of reasons why someone might want to start a podcast. Uh, primarily I work with business owners and professionals who are looking to increase their credibility and their uh, perception of expertise and get their message out there in the, in the world to their ideal audience. And this is kind of the next level beyond and maybe in conjunction with becoming a, an author which has been a long-standing way for people to boost their expertise and get their message out there. And now podcasting is the, the next way to do it. If you were ever introduced as a speaker, uh, a lot of times people will introduce you as the author of such and such book, and now they're introducing you as the host of such and such podcast. <laughs> much, much like you might have been the host of a radio show <laughs> back in the day. But now you don't have to drive over to the radio station and get in the studio. You can do it right from your own home or your office and uh, put together your own uh, on-demand radio program, so to speak. Well, that, uh, that really gave us a great picture sort of in broad strokes of how it can Im improve your authority positioning and that type of thing. But I know that you, because you've worked with so many different businesses and different types of businesses, that you have a number of success stories that you can point to. Is there anything you can share with us that, uh, without divulging something confidential about a person who came to you, you helped them start a podcast, and it turned into, you know, significant revenue increase? Sure, sure. Yeah, so the the perception of podcasting in the past, of course, was to have a really far reach, a big audience, a lot of downloads, a lot of listeners. Mm -hmm. And I would say, you know, several years ago, that was possible. It's getting harder and harder. There are over a million podcasts now. And so it's just harder to generate a big audience right out of the gate. It's more of a long play. However, if you do focus down and become less of kind of what we would call audience facing, right? Where we're trying to get a big audience and we're mm -hmm. facing more towards our ideal clients as our guests and, and introducing them to the world as part of our messaging and how we work with people. 
it can be kind of a brand and business building experience so that you're creating relationships with your ideal customers by having them on your podcast and having these conversations. Uh, recently, I helped someone launch a podcast and he's in the marketing space. He has a, a marketing agency and he focuses on, on uh, uh, public safety professionals who have maybe training or products for police officers, FBI agents, that sort of thing. And he helps them market their products. Well, he has a podcast that introduces these innovators to his audience, which are people in this space. And within his first three episodes, he had several clients. And his clients were his guests who needed help, right? They're, they're very well versed in the, the public safety industry and what those folks need to further their training or some new innovative product or technique that's going to help them do their job better. Uh, but they don't know how to market. <laughs> they don't know how to run the business. <laughs> so Adam was able to help them uh, by putting together marketing packages after interviewing them on his show. So it's just creating those relationships. And then now his listeners are also wondering how they can start their own businesses. So it's kind of a spinoff from, from what he's done. But could you speak to that specific story that you told me about, uh, I don't remember, it was yesterday, a couple of days before, uh, about the, the incredible product that a former police officer had invented, who then was interviewed on your client's show, and, and right. what happened from there? Uh, yeah, so he had uh, recently uh, helped him kind of produce his show, so it's interesting for me to learn about these products too. So this guy had invented a product called the Grappler, which is basically uh, on the front of a police car or a cruiser or uh, a truck. It can, it can be installed on this bumper and the Grappler it comes down in a V and it, it has like a webbing net on there and you can pull up behind a fleeing vehicle and shoot this wrap this onto the <laughs> rear tire and it wraps around the tire and the axle and it stops the vehicle. And the, the person fleeing often doesn't know what happened. They're, they're looking at their steering wheel and the <laughs> officer walks up and like, how do, why did my car stop? But it, it, it's proving to be a very effective way to stop a fleeing car and it's very safe. It's much safer than putting down spike strips. Uh, safer for pedestrians, people who might be hurt. And, you know, this was just an invention this guy came up with. He's uh, actually a, a roofer from Arizona, and he just, he used to watch these uh, cop shows on TV and had this idea. And it took him years to put the, the idea together, and no one would touch it or market it because of liability issues. Well, mm -hmm. he started his own company, and Adam's helping him market it, and he is now providing it to uh, federal agencies, uh, Border Patrol, uh, military, and everything else. And uh, basically, they're saying it's going to be like the next taser, like one of these. So your uh, your client's revenue model or business model is as a marketing agency, and he mm -hmm. specializes in the niche of companies that provide products and services to the public safety law enforcement industry vertical. Yep. And yep. he interviewed this guy 
who had this incredible grappler product. And mm -hmm. as a result of that going out to his target, uh, the grappler's target market, uh, the guy received orders and then the guy uh, is hiring Adam to be his uh, marketing guy. And, and so everybody benefits, including the audience members who get this great product. Yeah, they're introduced to it, and they're the ideal customers for the gentleman who has the, the Grappler product. Yeah, so it's a win-win. You don't really need a big audience in that case, right? You just need the ideal audience. It's, the thing with podcasting is it's not broadcasting, it's narrow casting. So you mm. can create a message that's going really directly to your ideal listener and your ideal audience. And that's usually where we start. When we start putting together a podcast, we start to think about who is our ideal listener and what, how do we want to help them? How do we want to serve them with this podcast? So let's, uh, let's if you could, either reach out to another case study that you have, uh, or here's what I'm driving at. I put myself in the seat of someone watching or listening right now. And they're like, well, that story with the grappler sounds great, but I don't see how that can apply to my company. Can you give us an example of a totally different industry, uh, who the target audience would be and who the target guests would be? I guess they're the same thing. But if you could just sure. you know, give us a couple more examples so we can sort of triangulate on it. Sure, sure. Uh, well, I can give you my own personal example how I got into the podcasting space. Perfect. Uh, many years ago, it was kind of by accident because I was looking for ways to help people in the addiction recovery area find new ways to deal with their addictions. Mm -hmm. uh, at that time, and, and even to this day still, a lot of folks focus on traditional rehab facilities or 12-step programs, but that often doesn't resonate with a lot of uh, people. They're looking for alternative ways. Maybe they're more focused on nutrition or exercise or meditation and yoga. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of different ways to help kind of shift your mindset around addiction and move past that. And, and there's different ways to help this. So I was interviewing uh, folks in this field that had alternative methods and ideas, uh, very innovative approaches to dealing with addiction. And so we were serving not just the addiction, the, the folks who had an addiction, right? Finding new ways for them to, to put something in their toolbox to help them. But we were introducing some of these methods to other professionals in that space. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a, a double-edged sword, so to speak. And then through that process, I was able to actually grow my marketing agency and help some of these, again, mm -hmm. these professionals who needed help with their marketing. And to this day, I'm still helping one of my first interviewees, <laughs> you know, like six years later. And I, you know, I've probably, I've helped her publish two books. She launched her own podcast. She has a an addiction academy where she teaches others how to be addiction recovery coaches. And so she reaches a lot of people and helps a lot of people, uh, you know, live longer. So it feels good to, to know One that. One thing I've, I really like about that story is, yeah, is the feel good part about it. Yeah. You helped her. She helps people out in her uh, audience. Yeah. She's helping you as your client. Uh, you know, it's a win, win, win. And that's, that's really great. I, I want to yeah. tie something in here 
which is the fact that you're a certified story brand consultant. Do I have that right? That's right. It's certified guide. They call them guide. guide. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Just as the story brand has, right? Yeah. You're a guide. Yeah, yeah that's perfect. That's and not story, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, um, not everybody's uh, familiar with the story brand. If you could, if you could just give us a quick synopsis of that. And then also let's talk about how the story brand fits in with podcasting. Sure. Sure. Now a story brand, uh, marketing framework was kind of put together by Donald Miller and it's based on the centuries old story framework that's often used in writing uh, novels or movie scripts and that sort of thing. It just really engages a person's mind in the story to follow the hero on their journey. You may hear this as a hero's journey. Mm -hmm. Well, in a marketing framework, it's, Usually a lot of businesses might position themselves as the hero. They think they're there to save the day for their customers. Well, their customers are actually the heroes and the businesses need to position themselves as the guide. Uh, thinking, you know, I grew up with Star Wars. It's a classic example. Luke Skywalker is the hero in the story and Obi-Wan or Yoda is the guide to help Luke who's got these problems you know, every story has different problems uh, to solve his problems, to figure out the force and defeat the bad guy and that sort of thing, you know, Darth Vader. So that's, that's story brand in a nutshell. It's basically helping businesses create the messaging that they are the guide in several ways to help the customer be the hero in their own story because we're all living our own story every day when we wake up in the morning we want to be a hero to our kids we want to be the best parent we want to be a hero at work uh whatever but we need it help. is but we need help yeah <laughs> so we're looking to help I, I want to give a quick example i know you remember this i had just launched a new version of my website at digitalmediapositioning.com and I mean, it was only up three weeks, and then you uh, introduced me to the story brand idea. And I looked yep. at my website, and no question, I positioned myself as the hero on the yeah. website. Look at me, here's what I do, here's where I go. And yep. uh, instead, I completely revamped it. And now yep. when you go to the website, what you'll see is my clients and how the, the successes they're enjoying and the happy times they're having and the, everything like that. And it's so much more effective and it's so much more engaging and enjoyable to deal with. So I appreciate you uh, bringing that to my attention. Um, yeah. But with that in mind, how, how can we stick that, how do we connect that with podcasting? Well, we can use that framework, the same story brand framework, within our podcast format and structure and how we are uh, presenting our content. Like this is all about content creation where we're consistently creating content with a podcast. It's a great way to create content that can be repurposed and used in a lot of different ways, blog posts, social media posts, uh, chapters for books, right? All kinds of different things. Mm -hmm. uh, but through the, the story brand framework, we continually day in and day out with those podcast episodes, position ourselves as the guide to help the hero solve their problem. And the hero is the listener, right? So mm -hmm. 
we're continually doing that in different ways and listening to them, asking for their feedback, asking for what they need help with, and then how can we either present the material or find someone to interview that can kind of, you know, be a hero. We can kind of ride on on their expertise and their coattails too. We, it's a way to kind of boost your expertise and your credibility by, uh, you know, latching on to someone else's expertise and cre credibility by having them in your sphere. So, yeah, and uh, it's an interesting thing because when that guest comes on, they are sort of the hero who's now helping the next hero. So they, they sort of step a little bit into the role of the guide as well as they share right. their story. And uh, anyway, it's a fascinating thing, this story brand created by Donald Miller. And I can't thank you enough for bringing that to my attention. And I'm sure you and I would both recommend to anybody listening or watching to read the book yeah. Story Brand and then Marketing Made Simple, the follow-on book. Marketing Made Simple, yeah. Uh, and Donald's got another book coming out in January. Uh, business made simple. So any yeah. business owner, you highly recommend it. So I, I and, like and, the, uh, I just think the titles <laughs> a little bit of a stretch yeah. business made simple, but because I like his material so much, I'm definitely going to buy it. I, he's, 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 well, he's, the, he's the model they use too with the, the podcast, like they ran and had their podcast going, he, Donald and uh, his partner there, JJ Peterson, Dr. JJ Peterson, um, were running and producing their podcast for a long time before they wrote that book. And so they used the podcast to kind of vet out these ideas. Mm. And then, the, you know, JJ was actually able to take that framework and get a doctorate out of it. You know, he, he proved that it works. That framework works so well, you can get a doctorate. Now, that kind of ties in. I, I did want to circle back to something you just touched on briefly earlier which was mm -hmm. taking the content from your podcasts and repurposing it in a variety of ways. Uh, we can transcribe it into text, you can, et cetera. There's so many things. But one of those ways that you mentioned was using the content from your podcast and doing what they did, which is creating a book. How mm -hmm. can somebody do that? Seems like a real stretch. Well, you can, each podcast episode can be you know, like you say, it can be transcribed and edited into chapters or, or micro chapters of a book, or you can use the ideas that you gain from those podcast episodes and from the feedback you get from your listeners to really hone those ideas uh, into something that can be valuable and uh, put into a book. So you would take like, uh, maybe even like each interview had a certain topic, like mm -hmm. my podcast today, the topic is uh, why and how to create your own podcast to start your own podcast. Right. Um, that could be a chapter and then what have you. Obviously, you want to have some sort of uh, sequence of ideas that, that hang together as a, as a thread throughout the story. Um, but, yeah, when, you know, yeah, when we're producing a show, I mean to cut you off, but we're producing a show and we're thinking about a season almost where you can break down the entire year into different themes, right? So you can take each month, if you have a podcast episode every week, and you can just, it, it's a quick way to create your content. Think about this. Okay, if we want on this month, we want to talk about um, email marketing strategies, and we break that strategy into four different topics 
to hmm. talk about. And then each of those topics, maybe we find an expert in that area, someone who's <laughs> really good at writing headlines and subject lines, right? And then we have someone who's really good at calls to action and we interview them and tie that all in. And then pretty soon you have a lot of content that you can, like you say, repurpose in different ways. Well, I can see what my January is going to look like, James. <laughs> that was a great idea. Very well put. Thank you. Now, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, like they used to tell me when I was on the radio, they would say, well, it's a good thing because you got a face for radio. Um, a lot of people don't feel comfortable with the way they sound or the way they look. Uh, in fact, it's been my experience. I've never met a single person who said, I love the way my voice sounds uh, when it's recorded. Never. I've never heard that. And, um, you know, and the reason why uh, TV anchors and other people wear so much makeup is to appear natural. Because with the lights and everything else that's going on, it's almost impossible to just look the way you do in normal life. What I'm driving at is this. When you're talking to business owners who are thinking about taking your workshop, uh, the podcast launch party, which I definitely want to get to uh, later mm -hmm. on, what do you say to them? They're like, oh, I hate the sound of my voice, or I hate the look of my face, or I need to lose weight, or whatever it is. How can you help them get over that? Right. Yeah, you know, that's funny. The sound of your voice always sounds strange, You hearing it back recorded. Uh, but it's just something you get used to over time. And I think with podcasting, if people really enjoy what they're talking about and who they're talking to, it's more like you're having a conversation at the barbecue, uh, hmm. you know, that you're just talking about something that you like to, to share and, and with someone else who likes to share what they're talking about. And it just comes naturally. And the thing with audio is that you can hear feelings and sense emotion in audio and audio alone. You don't need video all the time. Mm -hmm. And we can hear people's feelings and we can hear when they're authentic and being true. And if you can do that on a podcast, then you can connect to some listeners and to some ideal customers and, and others who are going to resonate with you. And then they're going to trust you. You know, it's a big trust builder. That's certainly something I found is that uh, because I'm always interviewing somebody about something they're passionate about. And it's also something that they're interested in. And it's also right. something that they know a heck of a lot about. And so they have a lot to say about it. They may start out a little uptight, but once they warm up, it just comes out of them. And uh, so that would be my recommendation is just do it. You know, yeah. it's just going to have to get over it. And uh, yeah. eventually you will. I just, the reason why I brought it up is some, for some people, it's like, there's no, no passing go on that. I can't stand the sound of my voice. I'm not going to do it. And like you, I would encourage him to get over it. Yeah, it's funny. You know, some people often do say that. They're like, I'll run out of things to say. And like, no, no. <laughs> you won't. And you don't. Because if you, if you enjoy what you're talking about, you can talk about it for hours. Actually, one of the things that's coming around now is called, it's called podcast storming. Or it's more of these short form podcast episodes. Because when we know too much... <laughs> about something <laughs> we can talk too long about it and a lot of people aren't going to listen to a 45 minute episode or or longer unless it's really something you you'd love and there are podcasts out there that are hours long sure, sure. 
stories and that sort of thing. But uh, podcast storming is more of the short form, eight, nine, 10, 12 minutes, uh, very focused where someone can really, you know, get the message and listen to it quickly and, and maybe take some action on it and learn something. Um, it's just kind of how our, our world is these days. We like things quick sure. when we want it quick. So, And, uh, you know, as you know, I'm uh, repurposing my full length uh, interviews into something mm-hmm. I call the Radio Free Enterprise Minute. And those are a lot shorter. The only call to action generally is what I try to do is include one really pithy idea like, wow, I hadn't thought of that, that comes right. from the guest. And then the only call to action is if you'd like to hear more about or from this guest, go to RadioFreeEnterprise.com. But I can see that short, you know, what is it, like 10 minutes or less? Yeah, yeah. Eight, nine, ten minutes. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah I don't can. have enough time left in my day to come up with a third podcast. Yeah. But I uh, come up with an idea too. From I, I do a lot of Toastmasters. I'm president of my local club, right? And a lot of mm-hmm. those speeches are five to seven minutes or six to eight. We, we aim for that length, and they have a uh, tend to have a kind of format and a flow that makes sense. And you open the story loop, and then you present, and then you close the story loop at the end. There's something. And you can do that in a quick podcast and people can listen to it while they're driving to the grocery store on their way there. They can just quickly catch it, you know. That's great. Now, let's say, okay, James, you talked me into it. I'm going to start my own podcast. I'm a local lawyer or chiropractor or I don't know what. And uh, but now I got to figure out how I'm going to get people to appear on the show with me. How do I persuade people to be my guest? You know, that, that getting guests is not too hard, actually. That uh, it, It's pretty easy when you invite someone onto a podcast or a radio show to get them to say yes if they're not too afraid of speaking in public. Mm-hmm. You know, if, they're, if, if they're looking to enhance their business, get their message out there, uh, they'll gladly hop on your show. A lot of times for some some local podcasts, we don't do, you don't even have to do interviews all the time. Again, those short form podcasts might be a better fit and you can sit down. Uh, you know, we help some people sit down for two hours, you know, map out, like I was saying earlier, map out the content, give them some bullet points and let them rip for eight or nine minutes and then go to the next episode. And you, in two hours, you can have three months worth of podcast done. Wow. So it, it varies. You don't always have to do interviews and, and find people and set up the interviews and do all of that. That's definitely a, takes a little more time, a little more planning, but we do have processes for batching. So you could set up one day a month where you do your interviews or two days a month mm-hmm. and get them all done for quite a ways in advance. I have uh, one client, she's months ahead of me with all her podcast interviews because she's so good at batching. What about this? Um, we're just about to wrap up the why you should uh, do a podcast. Is there any real downside to starting a podcast? Is there anything like somebody watching or listening may you know have something in the back of their mind like, well, I don't know because of this. Uh, I mean, you know, occasionally podcasts, well, not occasionally, Every podcast will cease uh, publication at some point, and they call it pod fading. But is there really any downside to that or or any downside to starting a podcast? 
No, I haven't found any yet other than the, the biggest challenge people find is maintaining that consistency. Like you say, they might end up with what we call pod fade, where after a while it just it becomes less of a priority. It's harder to keep the consistency and, and, and keep it rolling over time, and maybe it shifts, and that's fine. Like you can just start a new podcast or take a break, or some people will do seasons where they do, uh, you know, several months in a row and then they take a few months off and, hmm. and so there are a lot of podcasts that that will do that too so there are ways to do that but the content's there it's evergreen it's not going away it's available for people to find and discover and share uh, much easier and more readily available than books or any other form of media yeah um, i like that I and um you know i enjoy uh starting my repurposing journey with video uh, right. but it's it's not as accessible as audio you can't watch not, the video while you're driving you can't watch it while you're mowing the yard or you know maybe you could while you're exercising but audio <laughs> is is so much more accessible and it's so more so much more intimate you know i'm right mm -hmm. inside your head and yeah. um as you said also we can we sort of paint the picture in our mind of the pictures if all we have is audio and and we also yeah. can tell the sincerity and, and, and the passion uh, just by listening. So it is yeah. an incredible level of power that you can get with, you know, almost no equipment required. And, and so let's use that to segue into how to uh, publish a podcast. Well, obviously, we've got to, uh, you know, we got to have a microphone or something. What do yeah. we need, James? What's, what's the baseline, least, yeah. you know, viable equipment we need? Yeah, the, the, the least viable path to getting your podcast launched. Now, the first part, like I said earlier, would be to, to do some planning around it and figure out really what your theme is, who your ideal audience is, and what you're going to talk about. And make sure it's something you want to talk about because <laughs> that will help prevent the pod fade, right? <laughs> like if right. you're yeah, that's excited good. about the topic and who you're talking to, you'll keep keep going with it. Uh, and then, you know, you're going to need kind of set up a format for the show, your little introduction and outro and pick, maybe picking some music. And that's how we help people through that kind of podcast uh, mm -hmm. launch party you were talking about. Because it's like it's like planning a party, really, when you're launching your show, you, you know, picking the right music and the, the venue and your guests and all that kind of thing. So put that all together. <laughs> now I get the connection. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Uh, and then at a minimum, you're just going to need a decent microphone that runs probably around $100 nowadays for a decent USB microphone that you can plug right into your computer. And there are plenty of free software options out there for recording. Uh, Could you just throw out a couple of names? Uh, if you have a Mac, you've got GarageBand people would be able to use and anyone else can get Audacity which is free as a software right. to edit mm -hmm. and record. Uh, I use Adobe Audition, which is $20 a month, 21 or something now. Um, so if people have a, an Adobe you know, Creative Suite subscription, they might have access to that. But there are a lot of different ways to also record interviews, and a lot of those are free. Well, and let's speak to that. That was my next question. How do I connect with somebody else? Uh, let's say I want to, you know, even just audio. 
Sure. Yeah, a lot of people are using Zoom these days. It's not the highest quality audio, uh, but it does work. Uh, you can tweak the settings and adjustments, record two tracks and this sort of thing to get a little better recording. And they're getting better with their quality. But there are some other options. Uh, Zencaster is one. Clean Feed is another one. And both of those have free plans that will allow you to record uh, an interview, someone else's audio. Those work what a little different. What about Skype? Will Skype work for you? Skype will work, yeah. Maybe use Skype. I uh, haven't used it for several years. Um, but okay, and so now we um, we record our interview or record our whatever it is, like you talked about, the pod storming. I like that. Uh, yeah. And then now, then we have to edit it, and that's where we'd use Audacity or Audition or the other programs you were talking about. Now, let's say we have it in a nice little bundle, and it's mm -hmm. in this happy little MP3 file. How we yeah. how do we get it out to the world? What's what's the next step? Yeah, then we're going to load it up. We're going to have a podcast, an audio host. So it's mm -hmm. uh, like a website host, but it's for your audio files. Uh, mm. Your website isn't going to work. There's, doesn't The streaming and the bandwidth doesn't work the same as an audio host. Libsyn is a popular one. Blueberry, uh, Buzzsprout. There are, there are many options out there, but it's a hosting platform. I think Spreaker has a free option that you could get started with. Mm -hmm. So you can always start again. You can start for free with the audio host. And then you're going to upload that. And it's you're going to attach maybe notes and then image and everything. And that creates the ID3 tagging on that file. Mm -hmm. Right? So when I pull it up on my phone or my podcast player or the app or whatever I'm listening, it's showing me the artist and the title and the information, all that's attached to the file. It's a little high tech. But... Uh, then that's sent out through an RSS feed, really simple syndication, to Apple Podcasts, to Google Podcasts, to Stitcher, to Spotify, to Amazon now. Everyone, uh, Audible, podcasts are, are available in a lot of different places, and they're all just fed through that little RSS feed. So just I want to kind of synopsize as we go along. So we recorded, we edited the audio, we bundled it up in a nice little uh, MP3. Uh, we also attached the images and the text that goes along with it and any information about what season and what episode. There's other stuff. And clearly, yeah. we're not getting down into the weeds of exactly how you do all of that, but yeah. we're just kind of looking at it from a high level. Then we send the file to our podcast host. I really like the analogy you made that it's just like a website host except for mm -hmm. podcast files. And that's great. That's exactly correct. And then, though, in order for it to end up in somebody's pocket, they have to subscribe. They have to ask to receive that uh, podcast right. or that MP3 file. Can you give us some quick thoughts on how to get the message out? And I know we're not talking about the worldwide audience, but even on a right. local basis, what's a good way or two to promote my podcast? Sure. Uh, definitely... Wherever you are sending out a message in your email signature, uh, on your website, on your social media, just make it known that you have a podcast for people to listen to and put a link to it. Uh, maybe put the uh, different links, you know, the, the, the big three or four that people uh, access podcasts, Apple, Google, 
Spotify, Stitcher, probably the, the biggest ones uh, that are happening right now. Make those available because that might be where someone, like you say, they can listen to it without subscribing. They, they can find it. That's a it, good point. Right? So they can still listen to it. But if they want to be alerted to when you have a new episode come out, uh, then they can hit a little subscribe button and they'll get a little notification or some sort of uh, alert, right? Like that you have a new episode out. I remember when I first got into podcasting a long time ago, I got pushback from people when I asked them to subscribe. They said, well, how much is a subscription? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, right. because they're thinking magazines, you know, back then or whatever. Right. And yeah. uh, anyway, so, but well, most people now understand what that means. Yeah, All right, well, we've right. really uh, have gone across a lot of territory and uh, we're running short on time, but I, I want to give you an opportunity, not just you an opportunity, but our audience an opportunity to learn about how you can help. Tell me about sure. your podcast, podcast launch party and sure. what, what it is and how somebody could get involved. Sure, yeah, like I mentioned, it's, it's just a way to help someone launch their podcast, put all the pieces and parts together. The podcast launch party is a group coaching experience. It's a small group, uh, eight people at, at the most. We go through a month, five weeks of calls and lessons and homework. And by having a small group like that, basically I give feedback. You send in audio samples. I listen to them. I can hear a lot of what's going on with your mm. in-home studio and that sort of thing. <laughs> Help you pick out, we help each other pick out music and create the artwork for the show and that sort of thing. And it just helps guide people through that process. And then, you know, if they get the show launched and they need help with further editing and production, we help them find that too. But uh, it's a way to set up the processes. I think, like you mentioned earlier, how you know it's a big um, undertaking to put together a podcast and then to keep it going. But if you have systems and processes in place that simplify it and you don't overburden yourself with this overwhelming production, uh, then it's easier to keep it going and keep the pod fade from stopping it. So to speak. <laughs> and so I imagine if they just go to podcastlaunchparty.com. Uh, yeah. They can just take it from there. They can get more information. They can yeah. contact you or what have you. Yeah, there'll be some information there on when the next cohort is. It will be in January. We just finished up one last week. so we're kind of I like that approach that very much of a small group that cycles over and over again. And mm -hmm. I imagine you tell me that people even within the group maybe help each other and support each other and give each yeah. other a little accountability. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we have people you know, attend to all different, um, you know, businesses or industries or focuses. Like I said, Adam was one of uh, the students who was in the public safety space. And I had someone recently who's a children's book author, right? So they, they're taking their, <laughs> their children's stories to the, the children around the world who listen to podcasts, which there are a lot. That's oh, a you big, know, I never thought about thing. that. Kids, yeah. yeah, that's perfect for kids to listen because it just takes them away to the storyland. Yeah, yeah, they love it. They, kids love stories, podcasts. So, wow, yeah. that's awesome. 
It's a great and way so to we go it. all the way from the grappler to Magilla Gorilla. Uh, <laughs> it's podcast amazing. covers every base. It does. James, it you've does. been so generous uh, to share all this information. I really yeah. appreciate it. And uh, but is there anything I haven't asked you or something that's come to mind that you wanted to share before we go? You know, I think the one thing is that everyone has something to share and that mm. a podcast is a great way to share, whether it's children's stories or techniques on how to, um, you know, approach yoga for addiction, right? Like, there's just so many different things that so many people know, and a podcast is a great way to get that out there. Remember that you don't need a huge audience. If Think about ha hosting a workshop at your local library in the conference room, and you want to get 20 people in that room. That's what this is like, but you could do it every week. You could get 20, 200 uh, 2,000 people in that room every single week and have a conversation with them in their ears. Like you said, it's a very highly empathetic experience to listen mm. to someone speak to you. And um, if you go to the podcast launch party, I'll have a, 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 a worksheet on there that we use for planning and kind of brainstorming out your podcast. You can get that and you can just think about it. You, you know, and start your planning process. And, and remember, it's, it's not expensive to start. There's, you can just get a decent microphone and away you go. James Hamilton Healy, thank you so much for being with me today. Yeah, you bet, Frank. It's been great chatting with you about podcasting. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Thanks again to James. And thank you for joining us. Until next time, I'm Frank Falker saying, I'll see you on the radio. Happily serving as your ladle in the punch bowl of profit. Here's Radio Free Enterprise with Frank Felker.